get closer, but don't yell. It'll work. Yeah, but here's the thing is that I'm not hearing it through the headphones for some reason, which is super weird. But did you go to oh settings? My God, this is bringing back, like, such memories of living with you. <laughs> oh, no, I've gotten so much better, Steph, I promise. <laughs> the funny, I always tell Shy, so, like, in my family, Shy's the Steph. Yeah. But in my family with Kosa, he's so bad, I'm the Shy and the Steph. <laughs> Oh my gosh. He's always like, oh my God, you're That's so the shy of our family. Thank God you know about technology. And I'm like sheepishly looking around being like, Cause there's nobody better than me around. <laughs> yeah, but what, so what does he do when you get stuck though? Because your limitations are pretty. He only, he, when I'm not home, he can only look at his phone. He doesn't touch anything else. <laughs> That's it. Um, he doesn't okay, call, I'm surprised he doesn't call me. Allie's parents call me on a regular basis for tech support. He's probably too embarrassed. Here we are. What's going on? Who's tipper-tappering? Oh, that was me. I'll be still now. It's always <laughs> Sorry. It's always oh, I thought funny. that was like, um, like you were like tipper-tappering was like a cool, like, what's up? No, 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 no. That's, <laughs> like, that's not, what people say that's now. not how I open the show. <laughs> but now I'll open the show. All right. Here we are uh, at the Friday Night Movie Podcast, another very special episode. This week, we are going to go back to our roots, to the pop culture roots of the podcast. We did a lot of sports and life stories over the last couple of weeks, but this week it is going to be an all pop culture fest. Um, Calling in from California, we've got my sister, Becky. How are you, Beck? Um, I'm doing really well Um, this morning. I had a bit of a rough start this morning. Should I should I tell yeah. my my little okay, yeah sure so, tell tell your rough so story. um so I live in California and out here we're very eco friendly and conscious and my husband and I have decided to sign up for this um, compostable diaper service so instead of using Pampers we're using Becky. these compostable diapers so <laughs> you already know you already disgusting. know where it's going ah. so I've I've asked around are these diapers good yeah no they're great they're great you have to use them it's totally worth the money we're gonna save the planet okay great so we we've been using these diapers like three days and he just keeps on saying to me you know i swear she's starting to just smell like pee all the time i'm like yeah because these diapers don't absorb anything she just sits in a puddle of her pee all the time all right fine this morning i'm on my own with her and when i say there was a poo explosion it was a volcanic eruption of poo through the clothes, through the swaddle, through the sheets. Every, I mean, like, literally soaked in poo. Um, jo- be... Josh Crew ter- um, coined the term uh, punami, like after <laughs> tsunami for that one. Oh, it, was, it was a punami of epic extremes. And, it, and I'm telling you, had she been wearing pampers, it would have been under control. But this was just, it was everywhere i had to i had to like hose her down before before changing her before properly changing her and it's gonna be stupid biodegradable compostable diapers that absorb nothing have like no elastic waistband and it just squirts all over the place so i think i'm gonna be retiring (laughs) my um my you're just laughing i know so yeah, that's like a huge I, that, idea. Well, that that no, that's actually I'm not even gonna. Um, I told you so. That one. That's one of those ones where I'm visiting you. You're a new parent, 
and I hear you no, describe yeah, it, and it's anything. and it's like a, yeah. I mean, I didn't even talk about it with Lily, but it, that's a file under battles I'm not gonna fight, but I know where this is headed. Situation. <laughs> We're literally three days into the into the biodegradable diapers, and I'm and. They are all gonna I would all... say to Becky was, it's so good for you. Like, good for you for helping the environment. Good luck with <laughs> that. I mean, huge mistake. Allie tried to get me to use washable ones. And, whew, oh, what? Those no, kids then sure smell like pee. No pee. chance. Um, so like you, after so. this, Becky, you got to go back. There's an SNL skit um, from when I, I think it was the 80s or 90s um, called Earthies. And it was about these diapers that were biodegradable that you could then go plant in your backyard and then they would make like a little tree <laughs> i'm gonna go back and find that. um wow. yeah suffice it to say huge mistake all right so parenthood is re- fairly consistent for you in terms of uh, exciting <laughs> developments uh lily calling in from the canary islands how are you hello good i'm good good we at my house we had croup this week so you know doing great Super fun. Cool. Well, I'm very happy you live that far away all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> my, my house, um, once again, there's a child with 102 fever. Just oh, this time, it's neither strep nor the flu. It's just, it's just, just here. Just when you have kids. That's just what it is. Uh, right, Steph? We are falling yeah. apart. They're disgusting. And that, that is a perfect segue <laughs> into our guest. We have with us um, a pop culture guru, editor-in-chief of Pass Me Another Cupcake, uh, a writer, former MTV person, L contributor, L magazine contributor. Oh my god, um, you make me sound so much cooler than I am. And, you are super cool. No, and, you, you are that cool. And roommate of Lily from her college The most years. important title uh, of all. And I was, I, to be fair, I was a roommate, roommate adjacent, so it wasn't like actually a roommate, but I lived. True. You lived and oh my then, gosh, I completely forgot that you lived in our building. I lived above you. Oh yeah, not co- not yeah. exactly above you, but like in your building, like right. What a weird time. Uh huh. And then she moved into our apartment when we moved yes. out. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's like TV show stuff. It well, is. anyways, we have with us Steph calling in from Toronto. Welcome, Steph. Hello. It is great Thank to hear you. your voice, and we are very much looking forward to now. You like Lily, un unlike me uh, for example who has no qualifications to be doing this you and lily are both qualified culture studiers correct yes um i suppose we do have a, uh, a degree useless university <laughs> degree in cultural <laughs> studies so we're just expecting big big quality game lots here. of cultural analysis lots yes. of cultural analysis it's a theory that's a theory um, and now we get to the part of the introduction where i say Lil Beck, how's Shy doing? Oh, oh yeah, wait. Shy. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I, I feel like I even wrote a note about asking you how you're doing. No, I didn't. I was just kidding. <laughs> but I, oh, how are I, you doing? Well, you said your kid has 102. I feel like we get an idea of how you're doing. <laughs> yeah. That's just like normal. You already told us. I, I will say on the 102 thing, because, and anyone who's listening who knows us, and I know there's a bunch of awesome Montreal people who are listening who knows how often we were sick growing up, will know that. <laughs> That I'm just unfazed by a kid staying home from school, you know, every other day during the week. Allie, this is she's genuinely concerned that my genes have weakened our children. I'm just like, <laughs> this is pretty normal. They seem pretty healthy compared to what I used to be. At their age. Um, but how I'm doing? So this is so I often I'm glad that mom and dad don't know how to use uh, podcast software. 
Um, and, and fortunately, Dad doesn't even know the name of the podcast, as indicated by his appearance <laughs> last week. <laughs> so he, he won't be able to look for it. But one of the running bits with Mom and Dad is that whenever they come to visit us, they show up with whatever is left over in their refrigerator. So oh, when, when they come visit Misha and I live in California, yeah, they come with whatever is left in their refrigerator. How does mom fit half an avocado, <laughs> half an avocado wrapped in cellophane in her pocketbook? But boom, she's there. <laughs> I brought you sour cream and an avocado and whatever else they found in their fridge. Some locks. Usually some, some tomato slices. You're always going to get a few tomato slices. Does that happen to you, Steph? Your mom lives pretty close. Like your parents live close to you. Did she bring you old food from her fridge? <laughs> No, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> it is. And so no, she does she does try to get me to eat expired food all the time though. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, I have I mean, we have we should we got a whole expired food segment. Like, you know, mom says Is this good? Smell this. Is this, is this good? Smell this. Is this good? Is this good? As she's offering it to you to eat. Yeah. Um and there, and for some reason half a tub of sour cream and usually and usually a bucket of very mayonnaise coleslaw. So, oh. so I so I went to visit them. We went to visit them uh, last week. Last weekend. Last weekend because we were traveling for a wedding. We dropped the kids off, picked the kids up, and they're renovating their kitchen. And so, in the process of renovating their kitchen, we, we thought we were going to go to visit them and we'd be able to control what they gave us. Nope, because they were going to have no refrigerator the day after. And so they packed up our car. They kept saying, look, we're going to give you everything left over in our fridge. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> All right. Sure. I, but I didn't argue because it's very sweet of them and you don't want to waste food. Mm -hmm. So we get home. We unpack the car. And I bring the, the bag in of stuff that they have given us. And, I, and, I, and I'm unloading it. And this is last week. And I'm unloading it. And there's three jars of hoisin sauce, four different kinds of mustard, <laughs> and like lemon juice and that was it and i said huh that's amazing i'm like this has turned out way better than i expected i mean i don't know what we're gonna do with three jars of hoisin sauce but you know time to explore some new flavors Allie asks me she says are you sure you got everything out of the car and i said yeah i got everything out of the car no problem well, we've had a lot of stuff in my car because when I moved um, offices, I put a bunch of stuff in plastic bins and I just left some of the bins in the car so as not to bother Allie with more of my junk in the house. Well, yesterday I'm unloading the car and I see on the far corner of the car one of those plastic moving bins that, you know, people keep stuff in. And um, I peer through the translucence of the plastic and I see... Uh, a gray poupon jar and i'm like huh did i have a gray poupon jar in my old office that's weird and then my eyes scan down and i see a jar of jam so, and i had jam in the office and it's been sitting here for four months that's so weird then i look closer and i start to sniff and and and, and there's actually no smell at this point and i'm like Oh no! And I look closer through it, and I see milk, eggs. <laughs> no, there's another whole bin, you dummy. No, no. <laughs> there's a bin. I mean, it's the size one of those full plastic bins. How did you miss that when you're unpacking your car? How big is your car? It's know. a very large car. In any event, so I I tell Allie about this, and 
And Allie says, I, I can't believe he did that. And I said, no, no, it's been cold all week. I'm sure it's all fine. And she said, what are you talking about? It's the temperatures have been fluctuating all week. That stuff's been freezing and cooking like over and over <laughs> and over again. And so I was really afraid it was going to smell. So I pulled it out and I, I but I didn't want to waste anything. So I opened it up. Then the smell came out and poked me right in the eyeballs. And um, uh, it's really unfortunate. I do feel terrible about having left this crate of food but thank goodness it was sealed and so the the food didn't come out but i was insistent that i not waste it so i i thumbed through it and i here's the things that i kept i kept uh, a little jar of garlic um like the the crushed garlic uh cellophane wrapped yummy looking danish cake I, it was a little bit like oh. gooey on the outside but i think those were juices that that melted from the chicken so i feel like that didn't get into the to the cake and you are playing a dangerous game buddy and then there were a few apples some of them were mushy but one looked really crispy so i just you know picked that up threw it in my pocket and ate it on the drive over to hebrew school oh my god it's like a sneak attack yeah um, so that, that's how I am doing. Another thing I'm excited about at this time of year is that it is Oscar season for me back in the day. Um, I like Oscars was like watching the Super Bowl. I'd get food, I'd wrap myself in a blanket, sit up and watch and cheer. And I would have seen all the movies. Now it's not so much the case. How about you, Steph? Are you an Oscar watcher? Um, so kind of similar. I have been, and I usually, um, pre- a uh, child would have little Oscar parties with um, a few friends and my siblings. Um, I don't think that's happening this year because, yeah, it, you know, it's not so exciting to stay up till midnight if your baby's going to wake you up at five in the morning. Um, and not only that, I'll be honest, I haven't seen a whack of them. I'm going to try to get them or a bunch of them in before. Uh, when are the Oscars? March something? March? Early Early March? All right, third, good. March fifth. I think I have it in my calendar, so I am somewhat committed. March um, yeah, March fourth. March fourth. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not super excited about them this year. I have to say about the the movies. Like well, there's nothing you. I'm yeah. dying to see that I haven't seen. But I'll, I'll watch them, and then I'll be like, those were good movies, but I never need to see them again. That's usually how I feel about Oscar movies. It does mm. feel like that in the last few years. What about you, Beck? I feel like that's accurate. Um, I have seen a couple of them. The movies that I have seen, I've loved. Which so ones? it's like like Lady Bird and Get Out mm-hmm. and Coco, and then um, yeah, that's oh uh, yeah, that's about it. I saw Blade Runner. I wouldn't say I loved it, but I, I do think you know I, I am excited that the cinematographer is Roger Deakins is nominated. Um, I don't think he's ever won. Anyways, but that's not the point. The the one that the the category I am quite excited about is the one that no one is ever excited about. No, like normal people, which is the documentary category, because I actually know a lot of the. I know like two of the films that have been nominated. I know the the filmmakers, so, and then so Beck, you told me this was going to be a humble brag. I, I don't. It's just a brag. Yeah, it just I'm sounds like, just like a brag. Yeah. So I'm just. It's just easier for me to brag than okay. to humble. Brag. No, go ahead and so, brag. Um, so I, I work with um, with uh, some of the with a couple of the producers who have been nominated for films, and then the people that I actually work for, they weren't nominated; they were shortlisted. 
but they they deserve to be nominated. So just to say for anyone listening, this is a legitimate podcast with people who are like famous adjacent, you know, again. Um <laughs> Because I know, famous I know people. Yeah, I know people who are uh, being nominated for things like Oscars. No biggie, whatever. It's just like and like your husband too. Whatever. Yeah, he works on an Oscar-winning movie a year. I mean, yeah, whatever. Go visit him. You can look at all the Oscars and take pictures with them. Who cares? (laughs) He has like pictures, like holding Oscars, like when they win and come back with it. Wow. So so, um, back. Which of the which of the candidates do you feel most excited about in the main categories? I mean, are you are there a particular performance that oh you're waiting up to see that one? Like even even in a year like this where it's kind of boring, I'm I'm rooting for certain things. Well, of the ones that I've seen, I I really um for me like the reason like one of the things I'm very excited about is Laurie Metcalf in Lady Bird, and I think you guys are as well if you've seen it because I just feel like it's such a such like a bitter role it's such like an an ugly unforgiving role in a sense just to play like a a frustrated cranky mom but she does it so well and i'm actually like surprised and delighted that she was nominated not mean she was amazing but i just feel like it's not a very glamorous or sexy role it's a you know something that i feel like would easily get overlooked and so i'm really really excited that that she's nominated for that um, and that would be like the 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 category I'm interested in watching. Is that best supporting? Best supporting uh, actor. I assume that's best supporting. It is. It's best supporting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I've seen none of the other movies, so I have uh, no idea. Fair enough. And Lil, you have I, yeah. you you I gather have strong feelings, even if you've only been able to watch the movies uh, with Spanish. Right. Like dubbing. I normally can never see the movies, but I have to see them so much later when they're out, like on iTunes or whatever. Um, because I don't, I refuse to watch them dubbed, so I, I can't go to the theater here, but recently, like I would say like last year, um, around Oscar time, they'll put one movie kind of like a week or two, um, with, in, with English, in, woof, an original version, they call it here, with subtitles in Spanish, so you can go, like, if you want to see it authentically, you can go see it, and last year I saw La La Land that way. And um, last night I went to see uh, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Basically, any any movie that was in English, I would have gone to see. So so excited, but I was like particularly excited. It was one that you know we gotten such good reviews and was it good? Um, the actors, it was so good. It was really really good. And Sam Rockwell and I mean Frances McDormand, they deserve. I mean I don't see. I can't compare it to anybody oh. else. But when you look, no, at but the, it's like, like I love it. So much. I just love She's her so much. I want her to win everything all the time. It's and extremely, yeah. Francis, if you're listening, yeah. I feel like we should get to know each other. She's you know? incredible. And huge, huge it's a listener. Very comp- yeah. She's a huge, huge listener. Complex. Huge fan. It's a matter of time, Shy. It's a matter of time. It's a very complex part to play, like that she does, and she's phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, so I'm like rooting for her and Sam Rockwell. Woody Harrelson's also nominated. I'm like, okay, sure, he's great, but I, he wasn't, I don't think he did anything that was like out of this world. Um, but the whole movie's excellent. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a very different kind of movie. So I liked it a lot. And um, let's see, she's up against, I'm just going to see Sally Hawkins, which, okay, sure, Margot Robbie. 
Uh, oh, I, I watched that yesterday. It. I, Tanya. Okay. Oh, how, was, how was it? I really want um, to see that it. That was awesome, although I'm just realizing it's not even up for Best Picture, so I didn't even tick anything off the list. But oh. Well, some of no, the acting performances. Like, Margot Robbie's the lead act for Best Actress. That's yeah, I think she is up for Best looks, Actress. Yeah, it was really good. So um, bananas, and I've read so many articles about it. I feel like I've seen it. Yeah, but you know. that was great. Wait, why are like there that. only nine Best Picture nominees? Because they couldn't they find can a do, ten. They could do like up to ten. Up to ten. Oh, they, they, they should have stuck with. They maybe could have added six, but ten is just ridiculous. Ten is a lot. Ridiculous. Like at some and point, then, like, they're just going to yeah. start throwing Will Ferrell comedies in there just to mm-hmm. make yeah. more. I mean, it. I think the trick it's a marketing thing to get more people to watch the Oscars, but like people mm-hmm. aren't dumb, right? Like if your movie has, <laughs> if, if Guardian, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. If Guardians of the Galaxy is nominated for Best Picture, I'm not going to watch the Oscar show on the odd chance that it wins. I'm going to watch it because right. I'm interested in no, that. No, that's, that's a good point. Um, but, like, also, like, the Best Picture is so diverse. Like, if you look at these movies, one has nothing to do with the other, which is pretty funny. It's not like there's, like, two historical pieces here. I mean, or maybe two. The Post. Sorry, the Post and, and Darkest Hour and, and Dunkirk. There's three. So there's three. Movies. And technically, I mean, Three Billboards is a true story it's not like old story right isn't that a true story yeah, okay so lily you're wrong they're all the exact is it not no three people are just based on something not, real i didn't see that at the beginning of the movie <laughs> well i, I feel right. like everything these days is based on a true story I we're know. now obsessed with this idea so i, I just assume everything i've right you think about the two so i just assume yeah. everything i've seen is like taken from a real story or based on because now story. they also do they do like inspired by so they yeah, don't even do like right based on a true story right. just like S- just steph said lily was wrong i would like to unpack that what what's no, lily that, wrong? That i'm enjoying I, the part about the only one is a historical, historical movie, movie and then becky just debunked just, that oh, yeah. thing all of them are historical movies that is absolutely <laughs> right. true that is that's right. true there's like four so in I'm fact saying, like, if it was a normal oscar year like four or five of them would have that would have right so if it was like if they did the five rule before right it was five right. then then three of those would already be historical yeah. movies for sure. And then there'd be like extra room for two. So now you have movies like The Shape of Water and Lady Bird that get Has anyone seen that? The Shape no. of Water? No, but no. I'm, so if there's that's one. That's supposed to win everything. If there's one yeah. thing I care about, it's The Shape of Water winning. And that's uh, purely because. you haven't seen it, Shai. It's just a matter of timing. I wanted to go with Al on a, like a date night to go see it. Um, oh. But I'm a huge Guillermo del Toro fan. And I. I yeah. think that I've said this before. I love his movies, but I feel like it's not like everyone hits on the vision that he was a hundred percent going for. But then when he puts out like a Pan's Labyrinth, it just it's yeah. on a whole other level. And I'm still annoyed that that did not win as many Oscars as it should have. And so I hope The Shape of Water wins purely because I want to see him properly recognized. Um, and if um, not, Get Out is my is my other best movie among those that are. Yeah, I love that. That was a great movie. That was good. Um, I mean, I think Three Billboards is a way better movie. Like, as a film. So there's one other interesting connection to Lily and Steph in the Oscars. And that is that, uh, Steph, were you Mm -hmm. at your graduation, your sort of convocation ceremony? Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. So I I was there, and Christopher Plummer was your commencement speaker. Yes, he was our keynote speaker. And I mention it every time he's in anything, and I'm always like, Me too. I spoke at my graduation. And my husband's always like, No, he didn't. No, he didn't. (laughs) I have pictures, Steph. I'll send you pictures. I have pictures. I don't think I have pictures. I feel like the only picture I have is one that maybe you guys took of me getting my diploma, someone in your family. (laughs) And that's it. That's definitely what our mom would have done. I have pictures of him talking. On the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have pictures of that. 
was amazing. And he was so inspiring. It like still, yeah, I still I remember. remember. I mostly remember. Like, oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I was going to say, he was like, I never went to university or McGill. <laughs> and I used to play on the lawn here as a child. But then I became a Shakespearean actor. And look at me now. So don't go to university. It was like something like that. That's <laughs> what he said. He said, don't go to school. He's like, I did so well. And I yeah, never I had to go <laughs> I remember him saying something like that. I just remember <laughs> thinking then that he was extraordinarily old. And I, right. we're like many years later. And he's up for an Oscar. Oh, many so. years later. <laughs> Like, you know, that was 15, 10 12, years ago, 11, almost 12 years ago. Almost oh, 12 my years God. Ago. oh, my God. Oh, my God. So that is a really funny thing that's that he's. Yeah, I've been I mean, he's been nominated since then. But um, since he spoke at our graduation. Mm-hmm. But yes, it is true that he is nominated for like a part that he took over from Kevin Spacey. Oh, I've seen that right? movie as well. I have seen that movie. Oh, oh. yeah. So good for you. You What's have seen called? a few. All the money in the world. All the money in the world. Yeah. Was that good? That um, is a true story. It story. was yes. a true story. It was good. It was interesting. It was entertaining. And to be honest, um, I'd say the best part about the movie was his performance. And so the whole time I was thinking, like, how would this have even been with Kevin Spacey? Um, and I'm so curious to know, like, obviously that version of the film exists, right, somewhere. Right. And I'm so curious, are they ever going to, you know, release that as part of some kind of uh you know, bonus on a DVD or something? Or is it just like Kevin Spacey's so blacklisted that like no one can ever see this? I actually I think, think they no should not only release it. the Kevin Spacey version, but do like five other actor versions. Because clearly <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that hard going. to put someone in, right? <laughs> so. Right. Right. Except oh. all that controversy oh. came out about how much Michelle Williams got paid versus yeah, Mark Wahlberg for the reshoots. Oh, it was wow. like such a cherry on top of all the bullshit, you know? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Did you hear that, Steph? What happened? I don't know if I heard about that, that she wasn't paid. She oh, was yeah, paid. She wasn't paid. She was given a thousand dollars for all the reshoot time with Christopher Plummer they had to oh. do. And Mark Wahlberg was paid a million. million oh, and a half. Million. And he's the worst part of the movie. <laughs> she's so much better than him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's an awesome. Uh, actor. I, I'm a huge Mark Wahlberg fan, but I'm trying to imagine him in this movie and wondering, do you think he, he was doing like he, he approached it like a Transformers movie? Because. Um, Kind of. He always seems very one note to me. Like I don't, I don't mind Mark Wahlberg at all. I don't like have it out for him or anything. But um, he's just kind of he's Mark Wahlberg. Like I don't see a huge range in him. And so he was fine in the movie, but he wasn't the performances of the right. other. Cast. You so, don't hire him for range. You hire him no, exactly. He's just he's Mark. He's Marky one. Mark. He's you yeah. know mm-hmm. like enough. So he wasn't a million and a half dollars for a day of no. work. No. <laughs> all right. Definitely. Um, um, but so, wait, I wanted to just say um, that I think for the best actress, like now after, I probably would have been rooting for her anyways, but um, for Frances, uh, she won though, right? For Fargo? For Fargo, right? which I, I still have post-traumatic stress um, disorder from seeing that movie in the movie theater in Philadelphia. <laughs> Such a good movie. Such a good movie. Anyways, but my point is that so you have Saoirse Ronan, Margot Robbie, Frances McDormand, Sally Hawkins, and Meryl Streep. And I was saying this to, to Cheyenne Becky before that, like, if Meryl Streep is in your best actress category, and you're like someone like Jennifer Lawrence who won mm-hmm. in her category, and Jennifer Lawrence was like, gets on stage and she's like, I beat Meryl. I'm like, my point is that no, you didn't. 
Like, so if Meryl Streep is in your category, then they just decided not to give it to her because she has so many. And then you're the runner up to Meryl right. Streep <laughs> because she's always the winner. There's no beating Meryl. Right. You she's don't the beat aut- Meryl. She gifted uh, you that Oscar. And except in this category with Frances, Frances is, can go toe to toe, I think, with Meryl. Ooh, yes. So, like, if that, she wins, she's like an equal matchup. So, as we yeah. get closer to Oscars, here's a bit I want to do then. I think we should do an Oscar race of Meryl Streep against Meryl Streep and just put a bunch of categories together um, uh, of her, of all the time she's been nominated, and then we can vote and figure out which Meryl Streep would beat Meryl Streep. Because there are little ones like Devil Wears Prada where I'm like... You have to play play her performances against each other, which is really the best one. Mm. Mm. Mamma Mia. Just kidding. Oh, Mia. How are they making a sequel to that? Like, what's what's like the premise of that movie? What could I've seen the trailer twice, still don't know what. Am I hearing a baby about. right now? Is that what's oh, Becky? Sorry. Yeah. She's chiming in. She has strong. Oh. Okay, Becky. Becky once made roasted squash, and <laughs> that was an early episode. Um, the baby is a far more pleasant sound than the squash. All right, so too. moving moving on, uh, we do have Steph here for a very specific reason. I have been told by Lily many times that Steph is an expert TV watcher. She is. And has a wide range of TV show love. <laughs> things from, which I respect. I mean, I don't watch, you know, things like The Bachelor, but if someone can watch a high art show... Um, and watch The Bachelor. I want to get inside and get inside that and and unpack that a little bit. But we're going to do it in a structured way in, in in a game that we've been playing on the podcast that has gotten really funny and positive feedback from people. So we're going to do a special version of Buy Rent or Meh, the pitch edition. And the way it's going to work is Steph is going to pitch us three of her shows that she watches. Some we may watch, some we don't watch. And we're gonna we're gonna buy rent or meh those, and um, one thing I'd like to add now too is just to explain how it works is buy it means in this case a show you'd buy the season you'd own it you'd want to keep it a DVD set if it's back in the college days, rent I would say that's a Netflix Hulu uh, I don't think you can rent television shows on iTunes situation and then meh well the definition of meh really depends on how you define meh, uh, but I would like. It, Part of that comes out in the way that you say meh. So I say buy rent or meh. Um, and so, Steph, I'd love for you to deliver your buy rent or meh uh, right here before we get going. Okay, so you just want the name of three. No, want three I, I want you to say buy rent or meh, and the way you deliver meh is going to embody how you define the category meh. So, like, for me... Meh means I'll probably watch it, but I I, just, I don't really want to see it. For and Becky, when I say meh, normally it's like garbage. Meh. Oh wait, but like how not, do you? I'm not choosing the category. Sorry, no, I'm I know. Gonna... We ju- I just want to know okay. what you how you would define it in this case. Like how would you say it? How would you? What would your? How would you deliver the line? I see. Like, uh, like to you, the... is a meh show something that you'd watch, but it's not that good, or like you want no to hear way. your intonation? Yeah. You want to? Yeah. We're gonna get a lot. Oh, you just the want intonation. the word. And yeah, you can explain what you mean by like, it. Like, say the title of the game, and from your intonation, we'll be able to know how to play it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> High um, level. Okay. That was, a, that's, that was a better way to explain well it. Well done, Beck. When we, have the, when we do this with the future guests, Beck, you're explaining it. <laughs> yeah, that just was going over my head for a bit, but I get it now. Okay, so buy, rent, or meh. All right, I okay. got it. Yeah, got it. Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I think I got it. Dialed in. I'm dialed in. All right, Steph, take it away. First category um, or first first tranche of three. Okay, so you want a description? Yeah, a a pitch. TV show and description. Why, why, why or you want, want the, watch... you want a pitch of why you should be watching it? Why you should be watching Both. the show? Okay. Well, we need to show what the show's about. You know. Okay, so I will start with The Bachelor because there's there's nothing better, and I <laughs> can't believe that. All of you don't watch it. I've let, never even seen an episode. I've never oh. seen an episode. What is what well, is life? The last dating what show I watched was time? Eliminate. Oh my <laughs> I wouldn't really say it's a dating show necessarily. A little different, but okay. So. <laughs> higher art than a dating show. Okay, so that okay. is a point that you're making in its favor, I guess. Sure. So you know the basic premise of The Bachelor. The Bachelor, Kinda. Bachelorette franchise. There's a guy or a girl and he's single. Uh, he's looking for love and then these uh, 20 or so bachelorette ladies come on and um, compete for his love and at the end the lucky one left standing um, ideally gets a proposal so it's a, so the, it's a human trafficking theme um, <laughs> I suppose if you want to put that Wait, like, a, like a marriage proposal like they're supposed um, to get married at the there's end. a marriage proposal and then yeah they're not forced to get married and but like would there be trust issues if he's been courting 20 women like i would have trust issues oh, for sure that's part of the fun of watching it's it is just like how does this even work like right. how how right. can you be, like but he, yeah. he could choose a girl but not propose too right he could no, I, he think, pro- I think not no 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 wait yes i think that has happened once oh where he's like, will you date me? I think maybe that has happened once. And once I think he chose nobody. I think Brad season he chose nobody. And Ooh. that was a big, like, nobody. That seems like a really long season to watch. For sure. And I think I didn't watch it then. That was a long time ago. But I think um, the audience was very upset. Wow. I mean, I'd be really angry if do, I had invested in all so that. Do these people ever stay together? Is that like a thing? Well, I do know that what? the first one, the, right? They have kids and stuff. Um, yeah, Tristan and Tristan. Robin. Yeah, um, she was cool. the first bachelorette. Yeah, they have several kids. So this is the magic of it: is that like families have been created from the Bachelor. Like not that many, but considering how, how many seasons. But have do been you on. think that 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 season's family, like they are just they just were locked into a contract, and people are like, look, you're you're you have to have at least mm-hmm. five kids and give us twenty years of marriage, so the show gets renewed, and then you're out of your contract. Or do right, you and then you get really like. Love? And maybe they get like a percentage, you know, they get points or no, something. No, I feel like those two are really in love. I've seen See? them in Lily, you would weekly. like the show because you believe yeah. in love. Yes. You should be watching <laughs> it. I believe in okay, love. I guess I, I should. Get, I get very worked up over relationships and shows. So well, do, then maybe you right, Now, it is it classy or is it like that one yeah, where no. Tila Tequila and Brett Michaels ride on a tour bus <laughs> and date roadie, uh, groupies? <laughs> Okay, no. So it's it's classy in the sense that like, yeah, it doesn't maybe get like super dirty, trashy, but a big, um, like a lot of the appeal and fun of it is the drama usually between the girls or the guys, whatever. Is Do on they all have to not, live together? All the girls. They all have to live together. The yeah, and they don't they don't guy? have access to phones or TV or anything like that. So they just and they're all the same guys. So eventually, exactly. Eventually, they just start you know kind of losing it and fighting with each other, and that really becomes a lot of the show much more than the romance. The romance is almost secondary to all is the drama. There's skills competition. Um, there Ooh. are occasionally. Yeah, maybe they'll have to play like a basketball game or something so that they can like go out on a date <laughs> with them. Fun. You find a little pickup, a little pickup game. Uh, the, what does the guy? What does the guy do all day? 
Just uh, he just point. watches like a Roman emperor, like giving thumbs up and thumbs down. Yeah. I think he just does a lot of interviews over and over, and okay. get they put All a right. lot of bronzer on his no. face. All right, sorry. Is so that's next... so that's the Bachelor. What's your I have next? So many questions. What's your next? Uh, show? I, I feel Talk like, by you. the way, I could do an episode just asking Steph questions about the Bachelor, but I could defend it for hours. Like, well, I don't right. just, I'm so curious. Well, okay, I'm already, but... I'm already yeah. like Steph is already one of my favorite guests. Um, yes. purely because she brought it in The Bachelor and had us interrupting her and kept her cool. So <laughs> we'll, we'll come back. and Well, well there's just so many questions now that we're unpacking it. Okay, yeah. so, so yeah. Okay, you're like, your what does show. he do all day? I'm like, really, what does he do all day? <laughs> your next your next show. Um, My next show would be, I don't know if you guys have watched this one, The Handmaid's Tale. No, no, I tried the first episode, and oh. it was when I was like... I was just going to say, were you pregnant? I was 41 weeks pregnant yeah. when I tried watching it, you, and it was a maybe terrible not the best idea. Time. You're going to have to work hard on this one for me, so go for it. Why should okay. I watch The Handmaid's Tale? The Handmaid's Tale is amazing. Probably one of the best things I've watched in a while in terms of just like really good TV, good acting, good production, good everything. Um, it also takes place um sorry not takes place was filmed in toronto so that's oh, like a fun little okay. bit if a show is is canadian you know it gets a bonus with us yeah you gotta support it you know mm-hmm. um so the handmaid's tale is did you guys read it in high school yes mm-hmm. I feel like everyone the last well, by, book by i started the original movie right that's what you meant by re- read the book. I saw the original movie. That's I'm pretty sure the last book I I don't know if the last book I finished was it was probably one of the Harry Potter ones a while ago. I did start <laughs> Bruce Campbell's second book, and I'm halfway through a biography about the band that Mark Aronson gave me three years ago. Oh, okay. So no, you did so not, not read a the big not a big reader. That's what you're saying. It drives Allie crazy when I say that. <laughs> Okay, so The Handmaid's uh-huh. Tale. All right, so so I have some specific questions. So a barrier for me on The Handmaid's Tale is uh, the one from the one from Mad Men, and I feel terrible. Elizabeth not that she's Moss. ever going to hear this. Elizabeth she Moss? Like, if I could give an award for, like, worst actress, like, human I never huh? want to see on television. What? It's her, what? I'm, I, I wish her good. well. I hope she's successful. I'm glad people – now, look, I watched six episodes of Mad Men and turn it off. Uh, I wasn't a Mad Men fan. Mo- mostly no, because, me neither. Mostly because of her. I also saw her perform on Broadway in Speed the Plow with um, Jeremy Piven and some other dude. And, yeah. like, she was a third of the play. And I, I just can't stand her her acting and her – I just – she drives me crazy. So anything with her, I immediately, like, ugh. Okay. All right. But – No, no, no. But did you see um, – So how, So if that is a huge barrier for me – how oh, how do I get class. around that? Yeah, the one with her one in love, this show. Yeah, is she one. like particularly charming in it? Is she really good? Is this different? She's than not what charming. I no, there's nothing charming about the show, right? So it's a it's a super depressing, heavy story of these um, you know women who are handmaids in a totalitarian society who essentially just exist to procreate and and um, help the population grow. Um, and it's a very sad, very heavy story. I would say like, if you're at all not, I mean, I don't know if you're ever in the mood for something like that, but it's not a show you just like put on for feel good time, Handmaid's Tale, like definitely not. You have to be ready to feel sad and 
heavy and depressed. Um, but uh, just I'll say this: things are looking up for The Bachelor on my buy rent or men. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they're very they're very different. These two shows. I'm so, like, what, can I ask? Can I ask in what mood are you watching it? Like, what time of the day are you watching it? It's like right before bed. Sometimes it was before bed. Sometimes it was nap time. I mean, my windows are limited, so it's kind of just right. those two options. But you got uh, hooked quick. I got hooked very quick, and I watched it in like a few days. Um, oh. I, I can't even pinpoint exactly what it is. It's just, um, it's just a really well good done. story, really good acting. Yeah, really well done, very compelling, very, like you finish an episode and you just want to watch the next one. And I find shows like that, um, I don't know, they don't always, they can be hard to come by sometimes where you really just want to keep going. Um, mm-hmm. so, and- the sh- so tell me one thing that could put it back in the plus column for me is that it has Yvonne Strahovski, who was the female lead on one of my top five shows of all time, Chuck. She's Australian, blonde woman. I don't know who she plays in The Handmaid's Tale, but I believe she's in it. Do you know she's probably the wife, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, she's, I, she, I think she's the wife. She's lady. his wife. She's oh, she is terrific. She's from... Um, Dexter. Dexter also, yeah. Dexter, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it took me a while to figure That was bothering me the first like episode or so, where I was like, what is she from? What is she from? And then I figured <laughs> out and could finally continue watching. But um, she is excellent in it. All of them are amazing. It also stars um, uh, Joseph, Joseph Fiennes. Fiennes. Yeah, who's like really good and kind of creepy. Um, and she's her, Yvonne Strahovski, is that her name? Yep. Her yeah. character is like very interesting. She's one of those characters where you're kind of like, I kind of like her, but she's also a terrible person. Um, right. It's yeah. one of those. And I always like characters like that where you find you're like somewhat in conflict about like if they're good it, or bad. Is there character um, growth on the show? Do the characters learn things? Um, Do they develop, you mean? Yeah, that's a big yes. thing for me. It's a character think, development. It's very I important. I think sure they develop, yeah. Okay. I don't. I'm just. I'm afraid. So it's not just people like being sad for twelve no, episodes. Well, I can say from the first episode I saw the um the uh, what's her name the Gilmore Girls character. Yeah, she's Alexis, also amazing Alexis, in it. Like Liddell. even in just Liddell. like right. Yeah, even in just that one episode, there was character development of like a small, a small yeah. character, smaller character. Like her storyline is very sad. Like one of the saddest ones, and she's she's actually mm-hmm. amazing in it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So your third for this for this tranche. What's number three? My third would be uh, Dark, the German Netflix show. Never heard of it. Is it in I, German? I heard about it from or it's you. just made by Germans. It's in German. Um, I heard about it from you, Steph. But then after that, once I heard it from you, like I, so many people I've seen that like it. Yeah, I'm heard surprised of it people aren't talking about it. So I think it yeah. came out pretty recently like I don't know maybe a couple months ago it just kind of appeared on my Netflix and I watched the trailer and was like yes I'm in um and it was so good maybe I always feel like when you have no expectations of anything unlike The Handmaid's Tale that you know you're being told is the Mm -hmm. best thing ever it's winning all the Emmy Awards like that's a high expectations whereas something like Dark I just kind of you know stumbled on it on Netflix and um, oh that's found money that's a big one for me that's found money Exactly. Um, and so the way I would describe so it's German and it's um, or and I will Sub- say it, it defaults to being dubbed. Definitely turn the dubbing off and do subtitles because like who wants to watch a dub German I, program? I agree with that. Yeah, I'm terrible. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why it does that. But um, and so some people I've read some reviews like comparing it to a Stranger Things. But I'd say that's not such a good comparison. It's just the general storyline of like 
you know, a young boy goes missing and, um, you know, there's teens riding around on bikes and there's, there's the eighties does, um, does come into play a lot throughout it. So there's parallels, but it's a lot heavier and darker, um, like the kind of kitschiness and humor of stranger things. That's not there at all. I'd say there's no humor. Um, it's just, um, it's and it's Intense. complicated. There's a lot of different characters, storylines. Complicated, lines. humorless German show. Yes. So I will. I, I will say, Steph, you have raised the cultural critical quality. I, that's what I told you. I mean, I last that's last a good week. Suggestion. Last week we were indignant over Baywatch being oh uh, being nominated for <laughs> on, Razzie, the Razzie. on the Razzies. Just so you did know. anyone see that. Are yes, you kidding? It's so good. It's I a, loved it's, it. It's a family it's so favorite fun. amongst us. Wow. Loved it. Okay. So, so, it so, I mean, but that's you... like if you're in a really dumb, like it's a silly mood, you're tired, yeah. you might fall asleep during it, or you need to cook something. Like it's just super funny. Uh, right. Just okay. fun. Save just to... save it for your next flight. All right. So, you so, so yeah. now we've gotten the first three. All right, Lily, buy rent or meh. Oof. Okay. I'm gonna buy dark. Because that sounds super cool. And I just thought it's like I'd be into. I'm going to rent The Bachelor because I feel like I'm convinced that I'd like it. And I only have to meh Handmaid's Tale because, like, I had to read that book so many times through high school, then several women's studies classes, Mm. and then just living in Canada as a young woman. Mm -hmm. You have to read that book. And I feel like that story, I know that story so well. And while I will maybe eventually give it a chance, I don't think as like a new mom right now, I could hack it, like watching that okay. by myself. Fair enough. But I, I assume it's good. And I don't have a problem with Elizabeth Moss. I think she's great because she's I just terrific. want to give a shout out and a recommendation to the movie, The One I Love. Like, Steph, you have to see this if you haven't. Oh. Oh, so good. Such a weird, cool movie. I feel like I recommended that to you, so I'm going to take credit. So you should take credit, sure. But I'm just saying, she's great in that. The one I love. All right, Beck. All right, this is really hard. Okay, so out of feminist obligation, I'm going to buy The Handmaid's Tale because even if I can't watch it now, I do feel like it's something that I'm on the bandwagon for and I want to support. I actually technically already have all the DVDs of it, so I, I kind of own it. I just haven't watched it yet. Um, so it's like I literally have the DVDs in my house. Um, I am going to meh the German show because it's in German and it's complicated. You go in order. <laughs> Well, I have to go in order. I want to do like it's a surprise. What, not, this isn't like the. Uh, you know how sometimes on like a competition show, first they tell you like, like, they tell you second place and then first place. You know they right. do it out of so, order. So now that you've said two of the three, is the surprise that the other one is rent? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna rent. Well, I'm gonna rent The Bachelor because I think I have a lot of. I need to have a lot of background noise going these days. I yes. can't pay attention to much. I'm moving around. I need to watch something where I can miss like. 15 minutes of That's it and not have show for like anything. being home with a small baby yeah. for sure it's just like put it on netflix or whatever it is it's gonna just auto play it and just like let it go while i walk around the house yeah you know do stuff and, and you're you're maying dark because it just <laughs> looks dark to you no right because now? it just it's complicated and it means i have to sit down and read subtitles and in in like you know 10 years i'll be sure i'll have time to watch it mm-hmm. but um 
it just sounds it's like uh, I don't want to have too dark movie too I mean I know it's called dark but too like depressing things in my in my uh house roster right all right, all right so quickly mine I am against all odds going to buy the handmaid's tale uh, oh, I may not sure. ever watch it, but I might just own it uh, because it is such a phenomenon, and I really do enjoy watching the things that become part of the zeitgeist. Yes, and I think Steph made a really compelling case, uh, particularly um, about the acting and the growth of the characters and Ivan um, Strahovski. I feel like I should support her work all because hopefully that <laughs> leads back to a Chuck movie, which I really, really want. I'm going to rent The Bachelor. <laughs> And I'm going to meh huh. dark only because I, I, ju- I I'd love to say I was going to buy it, but I'm I like I still haven't watched the dragon tattoo. I've gotten through the dragon tattooed subtitled movies, and so mm, I just you're not into subtitles. I, it has to. <laughs> be, I will you be know, honest. I'm reading. I'm not on subtitles either. But well, it, this so, is... so put it this way: if a movie is so good that it's subtitled, like Troll yeah. Hunter, the the Norwegian film that we watched uh, or Danish and Norwegian film that we watched and or any of Guillermo del Toro's Spanish films uh, or the Pan's Labyrinth in particular and I'm into it then it's on like a whole other level of love but a whole show this one just I'm it's unlikely I'm going to get to it so I'm going to be honest about the man Mm -hmm. even though I am probably most intrigued about that show all right I think I also think like I have to pick shows too that like my husband would be willing to watch because that's probably at night like the only time I get to watch Mm -hmm. tv and I feel like he'd be super down for dark so I'm glad you suggested that yeah we watched it together and both enjoyed it but Lily would you watch it with Spanish or English subtitles oh I'd watch it with English subtitles because he can read English subtitles I, we could do by there. I could read Spanish subtitles too. I don't think it would matter, but I probably think the translation's better in English than Spanish. They take right. a lot of liberties with the Spanish subtitles. All right, Steph, round two. Oh, another round. Oh yeah, give us three right. shows. Um. Okay. End of the effing world. Have you guys seen this? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have some thoughts on that. I've is, seen again. This is, is a one episoder for me. I'm gonna save it for when we play. Um. Okay. Uh, so a- end of the effing world is that the show with uh, Will Forte and he's the last guy on earth no that's, no, that's uh, last, last man, man on earth oh okay alright so there's two shows with almost the same name alright what, yes. what's the, so what's the pitch on end of the effing world Um. so I think this is a show from channel 4 maybe like the UK but just oh. came to Netflix so now it's becoming like the newest bingeable um, like you know, should have happened. Here. Like should have happened with Crazy Head. I'm the only one who loved that show. Oh no! Excuse me. Oh, crazy you like? Crazy. I love Crazy Head. Yeah, it died, but man, that show. Oh was really? Awesome. Not doing a second season? At least okay. that's what I've read online. Anyway, so end of the effing world. Hit us. Um, so it's about. Uh, I think it's based on a comic book, graphic novel, um, and it's about two young teens who are both kind of um, outcasts. And uh, the the young boy decides he wants to kill the girl. Um, he's just like weird and is just like, I want to kill someone. I'm choosing this girl. Um, and then I don't want to really give too much more than that. But um, it's kind of the two of them and their relationship. And it becomes this kind of uh, Bonnie and Clyde on the run thing between the two of these like outcast teens. Um, and it's just really it's like also kind of dark, but but funny and unique and the two um, teens are awesome. Uh, it's just like a really easy, like watch it in one weekend, which sometimes it's nice to have those kind of shows. Also Netflix. Interesting. Yes. Cool. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Uh, All right. So number two. Anyway, it's the kid. It's the guy. That kid. That do you watch Black Mirror stuff? Have you seen? I do, but I haven't seen all of them. Oh, because he's in one of the, like a really oh, okay. stressful episode of Black Mirror that I That's saw. How they all are. Yeah. Um, so the next one would be Smilf. Have you guys seen this? Oh mm-hmm. no, but she is nominated. Apparently, it's really good. another show I have feelings about. This is gonna be mm. an inter. But these are all shows I've seen like one or two episodes of, and okay. have without finishing have feelings about. Okay, so yeah, Smilf's kind of just. Um, I feel like I've just been hearing about it. I think it just came out recently, um, and yeah, she was nominated for um, an Emmy. Right. The girl who created it and stars in it so I always kind of like things like that like it's you know it's created and written by um a young woman and she also stars in it um so that's kind of compelling on its own and um she plays a single mother with a really adorable kid and it's just kind of about her figuring out single motherhood um I've Rosie O'Donnell Rosie O'Donnell plays her mom which may or may not entice you oh yeah so good. Um, so good. I love Rosie O'Donnell. Who, yeah, who doesn't like it. Rosie? I mm-hmm. think some besides people. Donald Trump. Yeah. Well. Um, and Connie Britton of Friday oh. Night Lights oh. fame. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you um, go. Say no more. Yeah, that's say no more. This is a big Connie Britton cat. Yeah. yeah. Like, so she's is... it's like a smallish role, but she's really awesome in it. Like she's awesome in everything. She's um, awesome. And uh, yeah, it's like it's definitely pretty crass. Like this isn't a show to like watch with your parents. Um, it's, uh, made that bit, mistake. Yeah. It's a little <laughs> bit out there, but, um, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's also a really super quick watch. I heard uh, it's, it's somehow, I heard it described in the same vein as Shameless. Is it, if you like Shameless, you would like this show? Um, so to be honest, I don't love Shameless and I did like this one. So, but I do, I can definitely see why people would say that, um, in terms of the style of it. Um, but yeah, I, I can see that. Okay. Can I just interject? I find it's like shameless without the funny parts. It's just depressing. Oh, it's not a comedy. No, it, it is a comedy, but it's like um, very dark. It is funny, Compared. but it's but it's dark. It's like you know, a lot of it's kind of like it doesn't upsetting. have the slapstick humor of Shameless. Right. No, not as much. That's what I mean. It it is funny, but it doesn't have that. You yeah. Know, shameless has a lot of like people falling down and getting hurt kind of comedy. Right. Okay. Um, Okay, you know, cool. it's not so much that, but it is it is funny in its own way. I'm I'm um, waiting after this parade of super dark shows like the last one is going to be like the new Trolls cartoon or something like that. Well, I haven't <laughs> seen that one. Um, <laughs> um, okay, number three. Uh, the Can Fosters. I pick it for you? Do you guys watch The Fosters? No. I was no. going to pick it for you. About... Never, never heard of this. Little, do you watch The Fosters? No. Okay, that surprises me. That really. I, no, I yeah, I just I think it's a matter. Of, I know I, I haven't I, even I've heard seen of it, it around. Go on. So the Fosters is. It depends if any of you are into like wholesome family teen shows. Um, like like Degrassi or like um, the Disney not, Channel like, shows what are we or. Talking? I guess if you were into Degrassi or like um, like Switched at Birth, the one with like the deaf kids. I don't know if anyone what? saw that, but. Um, okay, obviously you guys. There's are, a whole. Is other this like a CanCon thing, or? There's a, a whole thing? other like realm of television that clearly we're not versed in. Yeah, yeah. this is like the dark web of television. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So what's what's the Fosters well, I about? I think the target for this is like teenagers. So I'm slightly well, I, out I, of the target, but I like a lot of stuff that teens like. I um, look. I watch 
pretty much every show on the CW, so I'm with you yeah. on team okay. marketing so shows. It's not as racy as a CW show. It's a ABC family freeform show. Um, so it's kind of a bit more like, you know, often there's like lessons and, um, you know, so essentially it's about um, a lesbian couple who are foster parents to these kids. Um and then it starts off with this kid from like the wrong side of the tracks and uh, she needs a home and joins their home. And then it's all about, you know, their family kind of coming together over the years. Um, and I'd say similar to Degrassi in the sense that it deals with a lot of like maybe one episode will kind of deal with like teen suicide or one episode deals with, um, you know, eating disorders or something like that. Like there's a lot of um, kind of good lessons. I think it's a really good show to watch with your kids if you had older kids. Um but it's just like a nice kind of feel good show. And I, I got, um, got into it like several years ago and now I'm just, I'm in it for the long haul. So. Yeah. Can you add one quick, can you do catastrophe too? Cause I've been hearing about it, but never. Catastrophe. Oh my gosh. Catastrophe is really good. I just you watched mean, that. How are we supposed to do by renter man? With I don't know. I just want to hear her pitch on catastrophe. I've heard okay, about fine. this movie, this show, but it. like, don't know. It's fine. About it. I need, I need a fourth one in this category because. Cause you hate them all. I you can them. do, you can buy two, you can rent two, or you can met two. How about that? Okay, fine. Okay. No, I'll do catastrophe. Cause Becky, I think you'd like that. So that's on, uh, Amazon video, Amazon prime, whatever it's called. Um, and a uh, really good show. I think like 30 minute episodes again, which I really like when you just don't have much time. Um, comedian uh, Rob Delaney. Is that his name? Does that sound his right? His name is Rob Delaney. Yeah. yeah. Like um, so he's a comedian and um, I can't remember the name of the woman in the show. But, Sharon Horgan. Yeah. So she's um, also like a comedian actress. And I think the two of them write the show together and they star together. Um, so again, one of those, and, um, it's very, very funny, very witty, um, also with like a bit of heart to it, which is always nice. Um, and the premise is that, um, these two meet, she's Irish, he's American. They meet when he's over in the UK and, um, have sex several times and he knocks her up and then, you know, so happens. The rest is history. Um, yeah, exactly. The rest is a catastrophe and it's just following kind of their life together um is it funny or sad it's it's very funny yeah it's rarely sad i say it's never sad really there there's um there's yeah a little bit of like it has really good reviews um, yeah no it's really good really funny um i'm surprised like more people don't talk about it and i hadn't heard about it for so long and there's also i think three seasons um four seasons are there four there's four. Okay. There, well, there's the current one, I guess. Okay. Um, anyway, there's really short seasons. It's super easy to watch. Um, I really, On Amazon. I'd, I'd be surprised if like anyone hates the show. Like It's just a really good, funny, smart, well-written show. Um, so I recommend I recommend that one, especially if you're into, like, I was going to say rom-coms. I mean, it's not, uh, it doesn't have the cheesiness of rom-coms. It's like a really smart rom-com. Let's say that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Yeah, so okay. I, I feel like I should go first and quickly because I've obviously had a lot to say throughout all these pitches. This is a disclaimer that in a previous episode, we've already discussed how I'm having a hard time with depressing shows that just keep 
I just feel like I'm being bombarded with all these totally. really Which really I'm enjoying shows. because for years Becky has made fun of my taste as like having a gutter palate. And now <laughs> she's breaking under the pressure of sad television. <laughs> I can't. And so I actually tried back to back on like back to back nights. It was like Handmaid's Tale, End of the Effing World, and Smilf. And I was just like, I can't okay, do yeah. this anymore. And it was just, I felt like I couldn't find anything fun, which is how I ended up watching Riverdale. Amazing. Um, yeah, that's great. So, so for me, I, it's not, I actually agree with you, Steph, that Smilf, it's awesome. It's this woman, she's writing it, she's starring in it, and it's like it's everything so about sorry. it I want to love. But I just, um, but I, but the the content of it actually is this really dark undertone to it that right now I yeah. just am like ah, I can't do it. I feel like if it was a year ago I would be obsessed with it. So um, I'm gonna buy a catastrophe because it yeah. sounds like it's funny. I'm gonna rent the Foster so that feels like more background mm-hmm. noise to me, and I'm gonna have to man the other two. Okay, fair enough. Can you repeat the other two? <laughs> End of the effing world, Smilf, <laughs> the Fosters, and Catastrophe. Okay. It's your turn, Lily. Now you go. Oh, um, well, I'm going to buy Catastrophe. So many people I know have loved that show. Oh, really? I think Allie watched it just without telling me. Like, it was in a period <laughs> where we were both seeing other shows. Um, Ooh. After you were seeing a- other shows? Yeah, I thought a- you were going to say seeing other people, and I was like, oh my god, tell me more about this. <laughs> no, no, Allie and I, Allie Different and I, when we, wait, when we but finished, Steph, isn't that a- almost the same thing? Seeing other shows? I know, that is. Seeing other people? A- a- like, yeah, come after, on. After Allie and I finish a show together, it's like, we, we to find a new one that we both like these days, it's like we need to retreat, and she'll watch kardashians and big little lies and things that she probably just can't get me to watch and i'll go deep into like cw shows and shows based on graphic novels and a lot of cartoons and things like that right and then we'll and we'll regroup around new shows i think i don't know if we have one that we're like dying to watch together right now but catastrophe i've heard awesome things so i'm gonna buy that uh gonna rent the fosters and man the other ones only because i i'm gonna research end of the effing world but the 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 whole notion of this guy wanting to kill the other woman really like turns me off. So mm-hmm. um, so I'm just not there with that concept right now. Um, if you're so. into at all, if if you're into like graphic novel and comic kind of like style in TV and movies, I feel like you would like it. So okay, should, all right, I'm gonna research. You it. give it a look. I'm gonna research it. Okay. All, right, all right, Lily, take us home. Okay, I'm gonna. By Smilf and Catastrophe both because I love oh. Shameless and I feel like those two shows are kind of like up my alley right now. Yeah, sure. Oh, maybe um, if you watch them together at the same time, it would feel like Shameless. Maybe. Maybe. On side by side. Could be. But yeah, I just feel like both it could really like scratch an itch that I'd be having for TV mm-hmm. um, right now. So I'm really excited about that. Those two recommendations which I hadn't heard of them before Steph recommended. I think Smilf I had heard of, but that was it. Um, and then I'm going to rent End of the Effing World because that sounds um, dark, but it also sounds like super original. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I've heard a bunch of people recommend it, but if Steph recommends it, I'm on board. And I would only meh the Foster. I feel like I could also rent the Fosters and not meh any of these movie- these shows. I could definitely rent the Fosters because that sounds like something super easy to have on. But if I had to man one, I'd man that because mm-hmm. I, I probably don't have time to watch all this TV. Yeah. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so all I can say is thank you, Steph. This is like the most new content 
like we have yeah. recommended to the audience since the, the show has started. Ooh. So we really, I'm so happy all those like hours of my life wasted could do some good in this world. Yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely, <laughs> I mean, clearly not wasted. It was meant for yeah. this podcast. We're, we're exactly. It's all been leading to this. <laughs> we're definitely going to need you to come back to, to update and pitch us more shows. Happily. Uh, and so now we'll get ready to wrap up. And this is, we've, we've now heard a lot about what you're watching. So you can ask us questions now in the next, <laughs> in the next segment. But this mm-hmm. is when we talk about what we've been watching. We make recommendations. Um, uh, Lil, do you have any other recommendations or, or shout outs? We're um, trying to do shout outs more these days. Mm. From, well, from I'm going to, the shout out that you got, like, so the person, um, that recommended a movie, to you for all of us to watch was the snowman right oh, yeah. so i'm so, gonna take that to heart and since i'm yeah. here with my husband and my mother-in-law who i've never met two people who are more into terrifying movies and that, that's a horror movie right yeah well it's like a serial killer movie kind of thing Ooh, seven so tomatoes yikes what seven percent on rotten tomatoes yeah. so just remember the last jedi shine? has 92 percent on rotten tomatoes <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. well Maybe I now have to watch it and give my two cents because these two will definitely like to see if there's killers and snow in it and All dead right. people. So, um, so I'll take that to heart. And then I have like I I've been yeah really going down the orange is the new black water uh, rabbit hole. Um, water hole. Water <laughs> hole. Rabbit hole. Um, uh, the last week when I've had a chance to watch TV, I'm super into the fourth season. And three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. See it. We I want to know your guys' opinions, please. Okay. I need to talk about this movie with somebody. Okay, I'll watch it. Sure, I have to. I have to wait till it's out. Um, I, I, you know, been watching a lot of different things, but I almost wish there was one thing I hadn't seen. Um, and that's, <laughs> that's awesome. the, and it's the Goldberg's 1990s something spinoff because. I loved it so much that watching it only made me sad that there wouldn't be more episodes. Oh, that's and so I was cute. like, I wish this had just you shouldn't have showed it to me. You've opened up you've opened up Pandora's box here. Oh, now I'm really just nice. upset. You should tweet that and, to Adam uh, Goldberg. So I, I so that's on my list of things to talk about. So number one, Take I it was, away. I was intimately involved with the amazing people. <laughs> Ashley, uh, who runs the Wendy McClendon Covey fan site. Uh, I'm media, not even say intimately involved in the episode. Media Empire, episode. no, and and Joe, who runs the Gold Nerds Empire. We were we were all active on social media. I did 15 animations in 15 days leading up to the launch of the show, and I loved it, and I was really pleased. And what we learned the next day is that it actually won the ratings of that night, and that um, and so and I saw tons of positive reaction to it. But I also heard that like morons who I guess didn't understand that it, even though it was absolutely bluntly said in the show that it was both a spinoff and that the Goldbergs would return to the normal type of show the following week. People wrote like horrifically hateful things on IMDb and Facebook. But I, I think, yeah, I think Facebook in particular uh, has proven that it can be hijacked in all sorts of ways by outside forces. So I'm really hoping that that the a power of the ratings, but also the faith in Adam F Goldberg and what he was able to do with the eighties and the Goldbergs and the great performances from the characters and the more depth that they gave to the characters. I mean, I loved that. They, I was, I was both surprised and thrilled that they teased out 
Tim Meadows' character, uh, Glasscott, and made him a more well-rounded character. I loved seeing more of Coach Miller. Um, a huge shout-out to Summer Parker, the actress who plays Gigi, who is very supportive of all of my crazy animation stuff. I thought she was hilarious as the awkward, um, the awkward younger sister who ends the show by singing the Backstreet Boys, uh, which I think is a terrific moment and totally in the spirit of the kind of show that Adam Goldberg yes. tries to create. It was delicious. It was, I wanted to eat it up. And so, I wanted I, to eat it up. so it I'm actually working right now on an animation that Ashley has been consulting on with me that is going to feature the three mothers so uh Gigi's character's mother played by Nia Long who was hilarious um yeah. uh the actual a cartoon of the actual Beverly Goldberg and the bevy from the show played by Wendy are going to storm into a TV executive's office I'm about halfway through it and use the power of the three smothers to demand the picking up of this show so it's not over yet and the ratings were terrific so I understand your anxiety, um, but I think if we stay positive uh, and we keep sending a message to ABC that this show should be picked up, they they, they will they will pick it up. Not really sure. Like I, I'm not really sure what more things they need to 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 give it signals that it should be picked up. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, well, we're we're getting a Roseanne reboot for some reason. Uh, I don't understand. Why? God, I don't even want Steph. To how do you feel about it? that? indifferent i was never really such a fan of roseanne like but i also but didn't necessarily it, like, hate it does it, does need, it need to come back reboot? no like, really? but a lot of but things don't need to come back and they just keep coming back that's the new thing now is to just like Ugh. bring back everything from the dead forever Ugh. nothing can die um, i mean i maybe would take step by step over roseanne yeah <laughs> like, it's oh, neck and neck really there. Step by step. I agree with you. You're, I'll see. So I'd you're rather one... watch Suzanne Summers. Let me tell you. Such a good show. Oh my yeah. goodness. All right. Such a good show. Well, okay. So on my list, things that we've watched or we're watching, aside from, again, my pouring the love on for the for Schooled, which is the official name of the 1990-something Goldberg spinoff, we watched um, The Descendants 2, uh, which are these tween Disney Channel marketed shows that are about um, the children of the famous villains from Disney movies. Oh, and um, yeah, dude, I gotta go. Uh, all right, so I'll just, I'll just say, I'll just say that these, these, I'll just say on the Descendants. So the the movie was fine. Lots of you know High School and Musical style auto tune singing. I think the actors in it are actually quite talented. Um, but then there is a cartoon spinoff show that they do that follows these characters and. All of the lessons that my daughter watched, my, I wasn't paying attention, my daughter watched like two hours of this, were all about being fashion forward, how to show thr- how to throw shade at people, and um, one of the characters just repeatedly says, this will work on my viral web series. So pretty sure, and, and so I, I turn to my daughter while I'm watching, I'm like, I, I gotta be honest, I don't like to yuck your yum, but this is terrible. She looks at me and she goes, Dad, I didn't write it. And I thought that was a very... <laughs> Thoughtful answer. We watched Cheaper by the Dozen. It was a huge hit, although it made everybody a little misty and teary at the end. Oh, for and, sure. And then finally, shout outs to Alana Austin, you know, OG Montreal friend who sends me the best 
text messages every week about stuff from the show. Um, and then to the gentleman who did recommend that we watch this, the, the snowman, uh, Mr. Mr. Duncan, AKA the record, Duncan Scott three on Twitter, who is a super nice, positive person and an unbelievable photographer, uh, I believe from the UK, um, and, um, boat captain. And, uh, wow. he, he sent us Jeez. a really, he sent <laughs> us a really nice note saying that he loves the show and loves hearing the family interact. And he said that the snowman was a fun movie. So, cool. uh, I'm going to check it out purely on principle and, and give mm. him yeah. a big shout out. So with that, um, the final thing we do in every episode, Steph, is we dance. So just dance in your chair. The theme music is coming on and in your imagination because I have to edit it in later. Is there a okay. way we could just play it? Because it always confuses I, I, guests. I just I just got this recording thing to work consistently. I'm going to play it off my phone next time. Okay. All right. That's good. All right. I love you guys. we got to run. Right. Steph, thank you Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us, Steph. Us. Thanks so much, fun. Steph. It was so fun. Epic love you, guys. Catch you guys later. Bye. Bye. Hi, and thank you for listening to the Friday Night Movie Podcast. We really went deep today um, so long that we forgot to give the information on how you can follow us and our guests. So I'm going to do that right now. You can follow Lily at Chichi K. Gomez on Twitter. You can follow Becky at Paper BK Princess, Paperback Princess on Twitter, and you can also follow her amazing recipe blog, everydayoat.com. And then you can follow our incredible guest, Steph, at Steph, S-T-E-P-H underscore Rebecca, on Twitter, or you can follow her renowned blog, passmeanothercupcake.com. Again, thanks for listening. Please Subscribe, download on iTunes or Podbeam, and follow all of our pop culture shenanigans at pancakefortable.com or pancakefortable.com. Or if you just like the podcast, go to FridayNightMoviePod.com. Thanks for listening.